0: The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily
1: look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world.
2: I'm Susan Rose. I'm
1: Brian Mazarowski.
2: Former President Donald Trump ordered to appear in court. In D.C. tomorrow after a new indictment. The indictment accuses
1: Trump and co-conspirators of creating fraudulent slates of electors in seven states, allegedly trying to compel the Justice Department to conduct sham investigations into election crimes and pressuring Vice President Mike Pence to reject legitimate electoral votes on January 6th ultimately sending his supporters to the Capitol to obstruct the certification proceeding and pressure the vice president.
2: That's Andrew Dimbert reporting. The president appears at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon in that courtroom. We'll have more reaction analysis throughout the morning here on WBEN.
1: Well, the town of Tonawanda became the latest municipality to file suit against automakers Kia and Hyundai for making their cars too easy to steal. In
0: 2023, we've had about uh, 65, 70 vehicles stolen. Represents uh, over 50% of the vehicles stolen in the town, are Kia's and Hyundai's. As compared to 2020, when we had uh, four Hyundai or Kia stolen out of 87 vehicles.
1: That's Town of Tonawanda Supervisor Joe Eminger detailing the issue he's seen.
2: For drivers of these cars, it's not just theft that they have to worry about. WBEN's Max Ferry tells us that the demand for replacement Kia and Hyundai parts across the country because of the trend has people waiting longer and longer for repairs
3: frustration continues to mount as Kia and Hyundai car owners are continuing to get their vehicles stolen locally and nationwide due to failure from the two car manufacturers to install engine immobilizers in a majority of their vehicles sold in the United States since 2011. Collision shops tell WBEN since the inception of the viral TikTok trend, the Kia Challenge, they have noticed a large increase in stolen and recovered Kia and Hyundai vehicles coming into their repair shops weekly. And unfortunately, there is a backlog when it comes to getting the proper repair parts to fix the damages caused by the adolescent thieves.
0: If we can get lucky and Gabe's collision, we get the parts within a few days, we could have their vehicle back to them probably from when we received it like six to eight days away. The problem is when we get unlucky and now a parts on back order, which we're seeing more and more of, then the car could be there for as long as two to three months.
3: Jeff Mucciarelli, owner of the Gabe's Collision Shops. Mucciarelli mentions that having a car in the shops for months can create another problem for owners who are renting vehicles in the meantime.
0: Our customers, we've been trying to contact Kia and Hyundai and get them to pay for the extra rental coverage until they can get us part. Uh, sometimes we've had luck, other times we've had no luck, but uh, parts are becoming very scarce for these.
3: The collision shop owner says the average cost of a repair for these stolen vehicles can range from four to six thousand dollars and that's if the car doesn't have significant exterior damage. Hear more at WBEN.com. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News.
1: Tough situation for a lot of people who uh, even find, I mean think about that, even if you're not a victim here, maybe you're just in an accident. The parts are hard to find, yeah. uh, you know, a fender bender, something like that. You won't be able to get that repair the same way you might have uh, used to have been able to. Well, one state taking actions to combat the surge of car catalytic converter thefts.
4: All detached catalytic converters in Minnesota must be marked with vehicle identification numbers. That under a new law, in effect, as of Tuesday. Those caught with unmarked parts could face misdemeanor or felony charges. The part contains precious metals selling for more than a $1,000 an ounce. The new law also requires requires scrapyards to begin reporting purchases of vehicles and catalytic converters to a new online database, but not until a year from now. Chuck Sievertson ABC News.
2: Here at home, a longtime Allentown staple, the Town Restaurant, has suddenly shut down for good. Town has been operating since 1972 at Elmwood and Allen, an intersection that continues to be closed to traffic as part of a lengthy reconstruction project.
1: Well, a week into Bill's training camp, thousands of fans filed in to see the team practice outside of Rochester. They'll do the same in just a few years when the team moves into its new stadium. WBEN's Brayton Wilson asking fans what
4: they think about what they've seen of the new stadium project. In the months after renderings were released and shovels hit the ground for construction in Orchard Park, Bills fans are quite pleased with what they have seen with the new stadium set for completion in 2026. I think it looks awesome. I think it's going to be like a modern stadium. I mean, I love the current stadium, but I think it'll be nice to kind of upgrade the amenities and just the overall aesthetic of it. That's Bills fan Matt Parr from Hilton, New York. While some Bills fans maybe would have liked to have seen a domed stadium to help the team perform without the elements affecting play. Many members of Bill's Mafia feel the renderings and what's planned for the new stadium have lived up to expectations to this point three years before construction has concluded. I know
3: they took some cues from, like, soccer stadiums in England, and some of the top seats will be covered as a partially covered stadium, which I think is a good thing. So you have the option to have snow if you want to sit in snow or not if you don't.
4: That's Bill's fan Joe Salvaggio from Rochester. Meanwhile, there are some more suggestions from Bill's fans with what they hope to see of the new stadium in Orchard Park. For Bills fan Ryan from Utica, he's hoping fans can continue to enjoy the luxuries they currently have right now with the current stadium. I mean, I'm just hoping tickets are still affordable and don't go up too crazy, obviously, but uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I I don't know how the whole tailgating everything should hopefully stay the same, and that's a big part of it. So, hoping everything kind of stays how it is,
2: but new facility,
4: new everything. More from Bills fans on the future new home of the team in Orchard Park is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News.
2: All right, a lot more, and plus the open practice coming up Friday night in Orchard Park for the Bills. The suspected Gilgo Beach serial killer, Rex Heuerman, appearing in a Long Island courtroom yesterday. It was the first time the New York architect stood before a judge since pleading not guilty to the murders of three women last month.
4: Prosecutors turning over more than 2,500 pages of documents and evidence to the defense. Heuerman's attorney saying his client maintains his innocence.
3: He said from the moment I met him that I did not do this. So we're prepared to go forward. We will defend this case in a court of law.
4: a estranged wife, Asa Ellerup, Who has filed for divorce, describing how her family's life has been upended, telling ABC News, My children have been crying themselves to sleep, and I've been crying myself to sleep too.
2: That's Ariel Reshoff in New York City. 508
1: now on WBEN, and the Mega Millions jackpot soaring once again.
4: Looks like you'll be showing up for work today if you were banking on the Mega Millions to be your ticket out for the 30th straight time. No one has matched all the numbers. While some are already planning their fabulous life if they do win, Stacey Weldon of D.C. says she's sitting this one out.
3: The odds are so against us and in, in, what, maybe centuries or <laughs> decades. No one has won here. No one. So I'm not buying into it.
4: No winner means a higher prize. Friday's jackpot is now an estimated $1.25 billion. Lionel Moyes, ABC News.
2: Wow. $1.25 You
1: know what's funny? Like that doesn't even register you know it was so, so it was over one billion now it's 1.25 billion what's the difference once you hit a billion right. I mean like what yeah right do you need uh, that much more I guess if you hit like five billion then you can maybe buy like an it's, NHL team yeah a you'd bigger, have enough bigger uh, franchise yeah capital in the in the bank but I feel you know one one billion 1.25
2: yeah you're right At that point,
1: you're splitting hairs with that $250 million. I
2: think you are. (laughs) And what is the greatest acoustic guitar of all time?
1: No need to wonder. Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven is the greatest acoustic guitar song of all time. That according to a poll by Total Guitar. They say calling the opening riff of the 1971 classic track iconic doesn't even do it justice. But acknowledge the pick is controversial as the song is about half acoustic and half electric. The rest of the top three mix acoustic and electric as well. So. Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here in second. And the Eagles Hotel California in third. Jason at ABC News, Hollywood. Nah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it counts. Uh, you know, it's, these you said right there, half electric. Stairway yeah. to Heaven, best uh, acoustic guitar song of all time. I, that's a debate we could have all morning long.
4: Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, partly to mostly sunny today, although skies become a little more smoky later today with temperatures up near 80 degrees. Few showers across the area overnight with overnight lows in the low 60s. As we head into your Thursday, partly sunny skies, highs in the low 80s. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aramon
2: Attorney Terry Connors joining us this morning on WBEN. We're talking about the Kia Hyundai Theft issue, which is plaguing the country and right here in Western New York, too. Uh, Terry, you know, back in May, Kia and Hyundai agreed to pay $200 million as compensation for Kia and Hyundai owners who had their cars stolen or damaged. That amount seems awfully low now as these thefts are continuing at a pretty alarming rate. What was that?
0: Well, this, the lawsuit itself was predicated upon the demonstration of damages by either members of the community or a municipality, so that's what the gauge was back at that time, and the settlement was as you're correct was two hundred million dollars uh, at that time it was it seemed to be a rather large settlement because we were in the infancy stages of revealing the damage that's uh, been occur- that's occurred because of the uh, the anti- not having the immobilizer in the car
1: i how is this case litigated in a courtroom where, uh, all right, we can point to these two automakers producing the cars that are stolen, but they can't put them on the market without, you know, following the necessary steps, whatever federal guidelines there are. So this immobilizer obviously didn't need to be in place. So does that mean they're off the hook? It does not,
0: because it dependent upon the nature of the claim. So the Federal Highway Motor Vehicle Standards are extremely relevant if you have a case that's predicated upon negligence because then you can point to that standard and say you deviated from that standard. But that's not the theory of the cases brought by the municipalities. What they're saying, Brian, is that your conduct violated industry standards across the board and it resulted in creating a public nuisance that affected the health, safety and welfare of the citizens of our municipality so it's that's the difference and that's the different standard and that's the different claim
2: i saw a statement from kia yesterday in response to this latest municipality tanawanda suing them saying that lawsuits from municipalities are not or i should say are without merit because they complied fully with federal safety standards so you're saying that that's really not true
0: well they may have complied with those standards those basic you know bottom line standards but what the municipalities are saying that's just not good enough because this isn't a claim of just whether you were negligent or not this is a claim that you affected the health safety and welfare of our community that's defined as a public nuisance and if they can establish that those standards aren't relevant it's the industry standards what does gm do what, do the, what does ford do what does chrysler do and that's where the 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 weakness is in their defense and that's why, Susan, they've settled this case for millions of dollars and will probably settle the rest of them.
1: The longer this goes on, uh, two things. Would you expect more cities to follow suit, just like we saw the town of Tonawanda do yesterday? And does the case for Kia and Hyundai become uh, weaker or maybe even more egregious because the actual fix hasn't been in, even though they say there's been some sort of software update?
0: Yeah, well, that's what they're going to focus on right now, Brian. They're going to focus on the mitigation of damages. They're going to try to put a fix in, a recall. They're going to advise everyone to purchase the car that you can have the immobilizer put in if you come and see them. And that, in effect, will mitigate the damages. But so far we've seen St. Louis, Cleveland, Milwaukee, Seattle. Texas is involved now, and Minnesota. And you're likely to see more municipalities but the damage range will be that period of time within which Kia failed and Hyundai failed to introduce a fix. And once they introduce that fix, uh, then it's up to the consumers to take advantage of that. And that will, in their minds, mitigate the damages and make the settlements smaller.
2: And do you expect more municipalities then to to jump in on this?
0: Absolutely. We've seen this before with the cigarette litigation, with the opioid litigation. We've seen this theory. And in fact, in New York, we have a public nuisance statute. Our attorney general has used it uh, right now, using it against some of the components of the gun industry. So it's a theory that's prevalent throughout the United States, Susan.
1: When looking at how Kia and Hyundai might react to this. You mentioned settlements. Are any of these going to go to court, Is or is that generally what municipalities are kind of after? Like, hey, we don't want to spend a ton of money fighting this all throughout court. Our hope is that we get a settlement like what we saw before.
0: Well, whenever you enter into litigation, you have to enter into that phase of our legal system prepared for trial. You have to line up your expert witnesses. You have to get your fact witnesses you can't just go into a case hoping for a settlement because that doesn't work. The other side will know know that you're weak and know that you don't have the goods to produce and they won't be afraid to try the case against you. And that may happen. In some jurisdictions they pick what's called bellwether cases and they'll try those cases in an effort to defeat the claim itself and discourage further municipalities. So you have to go into this not looking just to get a settlement, not a strike settlement, but something that's going to be uh, seen all the way through to trial with the hope and the goal that you prevail at trial
2: Terry this is kind of a spin-off question um, because now there's a backlog of parts for Kia's and Hyundai's to fix these cars that get broken into or stolen but if a Kia owner had damage from a stolen car that was recovered and their insurance only covered 30 days of a rental car can they go after the manufacturer to cover the extended time that they need that rental
0: yeah, absolutely, Susan. That's an element of the damages. And even the fact that there is insurance doesn't eliminate that. It creates a right on the part of the insurance company that to then go after the manufacturer and say, well, we had to pay out all this money. You now owe us this money. It's called the right of subrogation.
1: I, is it generally, though, worth it for some that's the question a lot of people have? Is it worth it to kind of go through the legal trouble for, you know, let's say it's uh, an extra two months Of a car rental. Will you come out ahead in the end?
0: Well, these smaller cases where the damages really uh, aren't very large don't always make it worth, worth it, Brian. That's why you see them brought as class actions or being brought on behalf of the citizens of an entire, the entire citizenry of a municipality. Because individually, these cases are almost difficult to prove, difficult to bring, and probably not worth it.
2: Terry, thank you so much. We've learned a lot. We appreciate it. That's the WBEN All Local. All new
0: episodes are made available each weekday morning. Produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.